In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone, Van Helsink. And with me, I have a very special guest. He is none other than psychic medium, Michael John Toddy. Michael, you there? I'm all there, I think. Yeah, there you go. Hey, uh, my mum used to say I wasn't all there, but I think I am. We just want to know who Helen is. Oh, that's the... Uh, she had to uh, shut the door that uh, the next room and all the noise was coming through. She's not yeah. telling me what to do. She's uh, come down with me here, uh, son, to see me, so... And he's there to go with now, so... Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, now we've cleared up a mystery. You're well, listening you to those... If you keep clearing up mysteries, life's going to be so boring, you know. Yes, it's true, it's true. But anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Toji Net Radio, Pararex Radio, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And poor old Richard is up to his neck in some kind of business. Yeah, right? he's, uh, he's having a bad time of it at the moment, bless him. Yep, yep, yep. So we want to send, uh, uh, I don't know, is that patron saint of lawyers? <laughs> That's season, isn't it? <laughs> so, so Michael, what, what, why don't you? Uh, I mean, uh, you're an interesting uh, character, if you don't mind me using that word. And, and by the way, this is the this is the first time that I realized that you are in. I messed the word up. Skews, skews. What is that? What is scouse? Oh, dear, dear me. Right, scouse. I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. Do you know John Lennon? Yes, I do know John Lennon. Yeah, well, well, I was we born grew, we grew up street. together. No, you did, because I was born in the same streets as him. In the past, right? right? Now, anyone that lives in Liverpool, England, is called a Scouser. Yeah? A Scouser? Yeah. It comes from the Viking word for a stew called Lobscouse. It's a Viking town. It's where the Vikings settled. Mm-hmm. And it's a mixture of Viking and Irish. Now, anyone that comes from Liverpool is called a Scouser. A now, scouser. when we, we when we have a nickname, we always call ourselves Scouse because we're proud of where we're from. We're proud of the Beatles. We're proud of our soccer team. Uh-huh. We're proud of our sense of humour and the fact that we don't care. <laughs> we're proud of the fact that we don't think we're English. You well, know, what are you if you're not English? Well, we don't know, but... Liverpool's a separate place, you see, and, and the English are all a nuisance and they live round us, but we put up with them. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of pride. And, you know, if you're from Newcastle in England, you're a Geordie. If you're from London, you're a Cockney. A Cockney? Yeah, you know, like the Cockney rhyme and slang. Yeah, yeah. I always think of a Cockney like, you know, the, uh, what, what's that one? Uh, oh, My Fair Lady, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have, like, the rhyme and slang. But every accent's different, and ours is totally different than anybody's. And so we've become very sort of clannish, so we always call ourselves Scouse after the Love Scouse. And it, it's just it's just stuck with us. Like John Lennon was a Scouser, the Beatles were Scousers. You know, it, it, we're very, you know, I've been in places in, where people, Scousers, uh, Liverpool people have criticised John Lennon. Uh-huh. But God help anybody outside the city who criticise him. You know, yeah. it's a very funny place to come from. It really is. And that's why we have a funny name. So, so in, in Wales, is that like a cheeky gronk? No, Wales, you're taffies. <laughs> Never Because, <mind. laughs> you know, Cardiff's on the taff, the River Taff, so they call them taffies. Taffies. Yeah, Scottish are jocks, aren't they? Okay, I'm so confused. <laughs> it is. It's taken us 2,000 years to get to this point. You know, we're still fighting with each other. We, we've given up the actual battles between towns, but we haven't given up on... Oh, well, except for the Irish. No, no, no. We, we, we've transferred that to the football matches now, the soccer matches. There you go. That's the way to settle things, you know, on the field. No, it is on the terraces. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're very, very clannish in England. That's the problem, you see. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we never bother with... Like, say an American going there, we, we treat them like royalty. But if someone comes from, say, Manchester and criticises Liverpool, they're in trouble. If someone from Liverpool goes to Birmingham and says, you know, criticises them, we're very, very clannish, we're very proud of our little tiny spot, you know. And Liverpool's only 10 miles square, 15, 20 miles square. You know, it's only a small place, but the accent is totally different, and, and as I say, that's why we get called Scousers. Hmm. But, I mean, when it, when it all comes down there, aren't you all Brits? Well, there's Anglo-Saxons, there's Celts. Oh, jeez, I know I shouldn't have done that. Okay. <laughs> Scots, you've got your Picts. You, you know, they're all dead now anyway. But, um, you know, you've got your, your, your Frisians, you know, we're Vikings. We all have a, a history. We all, and we seem to, because we've got such a long history, we tend to associate ourselves with that history, you know? So but, I mean, when, when when push comes to shove, I mean, like in World War Two, I mean, you're all, you all stood shoulder to shoulder, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, anyone outside has a go at us, God help them. But while no one outside's having a go at us, we'll keep, we'll keep interested by having a go at each other. Uh, yeah. you know, it's a strange situation, I think. It really is a funny accent. You know, it's... It, 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 it's with, you know, like, the, yours are the, the Wars of the Roses, Richard's talked about that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, York and Lancaster. Liverpool is in Lancashire, with the county town is Lancashire, Lancaster. And the next county along is Yorkshire, with the Yorkists. I mean, they spent a hundred years knocking, knocking the, the living daylights out of each other. You know, <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird. You'd have to come and really sort of look at the, the actual um, the makeup. Yeah. You know, um, because it, it's something you have to see to believe. It's, it really is. You know, I think about it because you guys are really, I mean, land-wise, you're not that big of a place. And it just, Put it this way. We could fit twice or three times into California. <laughs> Honestly, I went to California to do a DVD, uh, to do a, uh, 
a documentary on the Native American burial ground ghosts. Really? Yeah. I, stayed, I don't remember the name of a place called Idlewild. You go, it's a place called Hemet, just outside LA, about 70 miles outside LA. You go up to the San Jacinto Mountains, and there was a. I'd done a reading for a woman in, um, in uh, Philadelphia, a well known uh, astrologer called uh, Lisa Beretta. She must be listening, hey, Lisa. Um, and, you know, she's a fantastic astrologer. She, she put me in the book, the. Uh, the psychic guide to a good read, you know, the streetwise guide to a good psychic reading. It's a clear yeah, I saw that. Um, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. it's a great book. Um, and then I read for a friend who was doing a documentary, and they got me over to California. They got me up these mountains, and then we went up to a place called Hieroglyphs, where they said it was something to do with um, uh, when, a, when a woman reaches puberty, they have a mm-hmm. ceremony, and that this is what it was celebrating, and that's not what I got. What did what that was was a, it was a map, and um, I was proved right in the end. Um, but I, when I got to America, I mean, I got off the plane at, at Philadelphia, and then got another plane across to LA, and I, I was I was having brain trouble trying to understand the actual size of the country. Hmm. You know, I mean, the, at the widest point, England is 140 miles. Wow. Yeah, at the, the at the uh, the longest point, it's about six or seven hundred miles. You know, I mean that'd fit in most states with room to spare, wouldn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's that's you know, it's kind of interesting. And yeah, but that's it, why that's why we have so, so many ghosts because most Englishmen live in the past. <laughs> that that does make sense. <laughs> But, uh, you, you know, you actually piqued my interest a little bit. I, I know uh, you said you, you did some work on Native Americans or, you know, pardon me, Indians. I mean, I, I was, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the, the way I grew up. I mean, we call them Indians. And there was no disrespect. I mean, that was what it was. And so, anyways, I, I'd like to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about that because I, I had yeah. not realized that. Yeah, I um, went to, um, I went to, uh, it was the day, remember those, our friends were going to blow all the planes up over the Atlantic? Oh, yes. Well, I was on one of the planes that should have been blown up. And the yeah, pilot, but you were, you were psychic, pilot, so you knew it wouldn't, right? Well, it kicked off in the de- that morning, and we had to wait a lot longer than we were. Lot- yeah. And the, we got up in the air. They waited till we got up in the air, and the pilot says, you'll be pleased to know it won't be happening, but we should have been blown up. And, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is, I hope you found all the bags. <laughs> you know, and it was it, it was really weird. And anyway, we get get to um, we get to uh, California. We go Idlewild's about five or six thousand foot up the San Jacinto Mountains, and then you have to drive another thousand or two up to get to this Native American place. And it, some of the stuff that one, I mean, I know we talk about. This is one reason why I'm not so sure about orbs. I'm like Richard and yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not, you, you don't jump at uh, orbs and say automatically, this is something weird, you know, this is spiritual. Mm-hmm. But we were filming in a little ravine where I'd picked up that they were using this area as, like a, as a sort of medicine place or something, you know, a little bit more sacred for the, the more, you know, sort of the higher people in the tribe and this big orb come, on the film comes out of a rock 
goes into my back, out my stomach, and into the next rock. Hmm. And I, no one saw that orb at that time. But at the time that happened, my legs went from under me. I just went, you know, have you ever had that feeling where you, you, the backs of your knees just give in? Right. Yeah, and it was just like that. And then we had another one where we had an, a, a guy called Brian Rainwater, who was a Cherokee Indian by, by uh, family. Um, he was a sound man. He went into a blind panic. And when we, when we got to back to the house to listen to the stuff that we were we, we taped and when we were talking, uh, mm. he actually got Native American accents. Yeah, creeping up, and you could hear the bus. The, the, you could hear the leaves rustling where they were walking. And the funny thing was, no one. I said to them, I said, "You know Cherokee?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, can you understand what they're saying?" He still no, you know. So Alex Ryan, who owned the company, said, "Look, we'll, we'll get the, the we'll get the uh, park ranger in. He's a he's a you know he, he knows all about this stuff." Mm-hmm. And he turned around. He said, "That language has been dead for five hundred years." Wow. But he got it on tape. Oh, we had some weird stuff there. I mean, I'd love to... America's a great place for... for you've got different hauntings than us. You know, you've got your Native Americans. You've got places like... I, mean, I would love to spend the night on my own in Eastern State Penn, death row. I would just love to spend really? the night. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's always been like... In fact, Richard and I were talking about this before, is that, I mean... How do the spirits react to that? I mean, it's such a, like, I hate to say the word, but tourist attraction now where, you know, it's it's known, it was really haunted, and and they send people, wave after wave of people going through there. I wonder wonder what the spirits really think of all that. What I pick up is, you know, know, it's like when they go in there, Uh after a while, it's a case of, oh, not another bloody coach load, you know. And and I think they deliberately back off then. You You know, just to say, well, you know, you're not making entertainment out of us, go away. And that's why I like to go to places no one's been. Mm-hmm. I mean, Richard talked about, we went to uh, Cannon Hall a couple of weeks ago. Right, right. First ones to do it. And things were happening all night. We were a novelty. You know, they wanted to give people a fright. They wanted to have a little go. They wanted to be known. But it's when you, you know, it's like... Imagine living in a house, say the house in, in Philadelphia where the, um, the your Stars and Stripes was made. Yeah. And if you were the human being and people coming in all day in and day out to look at the house where the star, you'd be really fed up after a while, wouldn't you? You'd say, oh, go, you know, bug it off, go somewhere else. All right. I get that feeling that the spirit do that. The, the, you know, they get to the point where, you know, it's overkill. Well, well, let me ask you this. I mean, do, do you have a spirit guide? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as a psychic medium, if you have a spirit guide and you go into uh, a place like that, um, then, then I assume that your spirit guide can converse with the spirits there as well, right? Yeah, and this is what this is what upsets me on some overnight hunts is when I tune into my spirit guides. Someone, you know, my spirit guide will turn around to me and just say, "Look, they're not playing. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not having it." So uh, th- th- there's not always like a good relationship yeah. between your spirit guide and, and the spirits that haunt the place. Oh no, no, uh, no, no, of course not. No, I mean, I mean, I've shown Richard the scars, and he'll prove it. I mean, I was bitten by a, a spirit. Ouch! 
Yeah. Um, and I've got stuck on the scar now. And it, it's impossible for it to be fake because it's the teeth of a nine-year-old child. Mm-hmm. But it's in the position on my arm where a child couldn't get a mouth, its mouth round. And the guy had said, I, I mean, my guy had made it known to me then that I was overstepping the mark. He said, and he'd said, you know, stay out of this place. And I think you've talked about it before. Um, Mackenzie's uh, poltergeist up in... Right, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if I, sometimes I don't listen. You know, like Richard, we both go off half-cocked, you know, the way we are. You know, we just go off when we right. say and you, you get yourself, and so my relationship with my guide can be strained. My guide's relationship with other spirits that are there can be strained as well. You know, and I right. think that's why a lot of places now. I think what we've got to start looking at is taking these places that are really haunted. Do a TV show about it, fine, but don't be doing it. In England, we do places on a Friday night and a Saturday night every week. And there's places where I live in York that do that. The Haunted House does it on a Friday night and a Saturday night. Golden Fleece, they're booked up on a Friday night and a Saturday night. So twice a week, you're getting hordes of people going around these places. And I mean, spirit, you know, I suppose they are as they were in this life. They want their space as well. Right, exactly. Exactly. We have a we have a question from the Tilgenet chat room, and, and if anybody wants to certainly ask us a question, they can call in at eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. That's eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine, or they can certainly join us in either the Tilgenet or the Pararex chat room. But this is from uh, Ghost Girl, and she asks, "Do you always have the same guide?" I assume she means she means spirit guides. Yeah, I had a guide up until I was roundabout. I would say. 16, 17, and it was a very gentle person, a very um, very soft-natured gentleman. And he'd lived, <clears throat> he'd lived in England in the 1800s. He'd not done nothing in his life. Mm-hmm. He'd been a farmer down where he makes cider. Um, and he was sort of, you know, he was brought in to make sure that I sort of developed properly and I didn't get above my station. Then I got Mr. Kwan. God bless him, and I've had him since. Now, that is a very... He's a cheeky, happy Chinese guide. Really? Yeah. Oh, got a wicked sense of humour. <laughs> and, you know, he's sarcastic as well, and I need that. You know, and, and I think that's... You know, but, yeah, we'll... You know, you tend to get a guide for a reason. Um, and... Up to a certain age, I needed gently lowering into what I was doing. After that, I then got a guide who, who was a bit like me, a bit sarcastic at times, and he was a bit of a match for me, and mm-hmm. he brought me on then. And he's always there. I always feel him around me. Hmm. He lived a long time ago. He lived about six, 700 years ago in China. Is, and he's still with you now? Yeah, you feel him round. I mean... You don't. You, they're not like fixed to an umbilical cord. But you're right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when you need help, they'll pop in. Do you mm-hmm. know when you, you know, when you call on them to do work, they'll, you know, they'll come in. You know, but they're not like so. You're not sitting there eating your tea and saying, "Way up, I wouldn't have that sausage. It's not good for you." You know, they, 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 they don't <laughs> pose on you. You know, you know. It, 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 but yeah, we always have the same guards. Well, 
I would like to ask you something still in regards to that. Now, I mean, do you guides, uh, guides, excuse me, warn you about other living people, for instance? So, I mean... You have them, yeah. They have? Yeah, physically physically and once, uh, definitely, definitely physically once. Um, we were in a place called the Isle of Man, um, which is a little island in between. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to you go know, there. Yeah, and we were doing we were on army exercises, and I was running along a cliff, and the officer had said to me, "You go up front," and it was night time, and it was a cliff edge, you know, these like little narrow runways, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I felt this almighty bang on the left side of me st- chest, and I was thrown sideways, um, and I, I, I first thing I thought I've been shot here. Someone's someone's got a real gun, right. and the officer come up and he looked at me and he said, "Good God, did you look at the bruise there." And uh, I said, I don't know what happened. He said, he said, someone's looking after you, the sergeant said. And I said, well, why? He said, well, look. He said, if you'd have done another 10 foot, he said, you'd have gone down that ravine. It, that, he said, that, shouldn't, that wasn't there yesterday. That the ground had given way. Oh, wow. And then the other time was I was, I was about 16 in Liverpool. And there'd been a, a trouble between a couple of gangs of lads where I lived in, in, the local, in a local disco in the town. And I was on a bus going. And I heard the voice say to me, get off the bus now. No. <laughs> you know, I'm hearing voices here. I mean, you know, I haven't even had to drink yet. And a couple of bus stops later, it really come across powerfully. And it's just like, and the exact words were, get off this damn bus and get off it now. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to get off the bus. So I got off the bus and apparently... I got the bus back, got the bus home. And one of my friends come up to me and said, uh, how come he didn't go? I said, I don't know. I said, <laughs> I didn't say what had happened. I said, just got a feeling not to go. He said, well, you did right. He said, there was a gang of fellas waiting for you with baseball bats. And that never happened since. All the times I used to go into town, <coughs> oh, excuse me, but that night it did. And if I'd have stayed on the bus, I'd have been given a good hiding. Huh. So I learned yeah. We actually have an interesting question from the uh, the Tojinet, uh, not the Tojinet, the uh, Parex chat room from Seal and Cat, and she did this, and, and she, she's doing it, and she's asking the question. I think uh, with tongue in cheek, but it's kind of a question that most psychics get, and it says, uh, uh, "Can uh, can he predict if Boston will win the Stanley Cup?" So. I mean, why don't we touch on that just a little bit and get it out of there? Because a lot of people ask that. I couldn't predict if I was going to be breathing in 10 minutes. (laughs) Remember last time, Ron, when we spoke with Richard, Mm -hmm. and Richard said, I'm different. And remember he said, I see myself as a tool. Yep. As part of an investigation. Mm -hmm. I don't see myself as an all-seeing, all-knowing individual, you know, some right. people do, some of the mediums I've come across do, and I think mediumship is a tool, psychicness is a tool, just like a, 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 a gals meter or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could predict whether this, this team were going to win or not, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be an unfair disadvantage against the rest of the world? Absolutely. So, are we... I could sell my car, take all the yep. money from the car, go down to the betting shop, put a massive bet on it. You know? And yeah. we'd be winning the lottery every week. 
Right. I mean, that's why they always say, oh, if you're psychic, why can't you win the lottery? And exactly. Because it's not about that. It's about communication. And, right. and I think the only once, – once we decide – We've got evidence of a ghost. Once we get that proof, once we mm-hmm. get that connection between, we, we actually make the contact with the living and it's proved beyond doubt. I tell you now, there won't be such a thing as a medium or a psychic because there'll be no need for them anymore. And that's all they're here for is to basically, you know, be part of a team like your paranormal team, mm-hmm. use the psychic ability, use the mediumship, to get proof. And we're, like I say, we're a tool, like a torch, like a, a ghost right. meter, like a DMF meter. We're not, you know, a lot of people get put up on pedestals because the mediums. Why? You know, there's no yeah, need I, for it, it's, that, a gift. That, it's not me that's any special. Right. I get messages every now and then, you know. But well, it, I mean, you definitely have a, a gift or you have developed your gift. Let's put it, I mean, some people believe we all have the gift, but you have certainly developed it, I would say, uh, if you believe in the theory that we all have it. So, I mean, you, you are special in that remark that you no, have. Because I didn't develop it. I got given it. I mean, okay. Yeah. New England. Let's say the Patriots have got a quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. Now, Tom we, Brady rules. We can all throw a ball. We can all throw a ball. But when you make it to that level of football, that quarterback's got a gift, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He was born with it. Not always born with it. I think they, a lot of them are born with it, but I think uh, it's a lot of work and a lot of... Uh, you know... To develop it. Remember Peyton? Remember Peyton? For the Chicago Bears? Right, right. I mean, I saw that guy run, and he, he wasn't trained to run like that. That was natural. That guy yeah. was gifted. Yeah, but there, I mean, for instance, what, what, what is a, you know, it, for instance, a pitcher even, or a, uh, from a Red Sox team, yeah. from a baseball team, because, okay, a pitcher, there's a lot of baseball teams, Why? that's why I picked baseball. So you have a pitcher in his team, and, and he doesn't do very well, but then he goes to another team, and then with the proper training, he does well. I mean, so, yeah, so, yeah he has the skills, he's been given the, the gift, I mean, he's got a great arm, you know, he's yeah. got a good sense. But he's been, you know, taught a little bit more, trained a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, the point I'm making is that, yes, we've all got the gift. Uh, mm-hmm. Some have been given it a bit stronger than others. Yeah. And I think when you get the gift like that, you are actually sort of given more interest in the paranormal as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I didn't develop till I didn't really start doing this. and I was always interested in the paranormal, but it wasn't the mediumship until I was 40. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was happening to me, but I, I avoided it at all crossed. I mean, I kept away. You know, I, 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 I it, you know, it didn't, I wouldn't say frighten me, but I felt uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, as soon as you said, some people would say, you know, oh, are you any good with this? Oh, can you tell me about, oh, what, where, you know, how's my mum? How's my auntie Flo? Right, right. You know, you, you tend to get pestered by you know, and I, I, it got to the point where he used to go into bars and people, you know, friends knew I could do it and they'd say something to people and, and girls would come up and say, oh, you know, do you want to get friendly because you could... You know, <laughs> so I, it has I, some advantages that we try to tell me. <laughs> and people say, oh, what do you do? And, and I started saying, oh, I talk to dead people and that, that guaranteed he wouldn't bother you anymore. <laughs> 
because they thought you were a bit loose upstairs, you know. So, well, I, I don't know. I think some people are fascinated. But anyways, we have to take a break right now, Mike. Uh, Michael, excuse me. And uh, you old, fine. You, I'd rather have Mike. You old scoozer, you. Yeah, my mum used to call me Michael when I was in trouble. <laughs> so you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, and we'll be right back after the following messages on TojiNet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to TokiNet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gobbledygooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear Eggs family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Ron Kolick and my very special guest co-host, I guess we would say, is Michael John Toddy. Michael, and you can, uh, if you have a question for us, you certainly can uh, call us at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or join us live in the TojiNet or the Pararex chat room. So, Michael, uh, yep. it looks like we, yep, okay, that's good. You still with us, Mike? I'm Michael? still with you. You prefer Michael, right? Mike. Mike? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, you, you, you Brits always seen. Well, I, here we go. I, I, as I lump you into one big pile, um, you know, so you, you always seem so formal. You always get the, you know, the, you know, it's not, you're not Richard Felix. Uh, I mean, it's not uh, Dick Felix. It's Richard oh, Felix. No, it's no, no, Michael. I, you, know, you take me as you see me. I'm Mike. You know, <laughs> I, I used to be a teacher. I used to teach, and you know, I never. I always told the kids, "Call me Mike. Don't call me Sir. I haven't heard it yet." Yeah. No, so Michael's a bit formal, and 
you know, we're all, we all love the paranormal. We're all part of a big movement to prove things. And, and, and we all go out and do our stuff. And, you know, we should all be friends about it. You know, no competition. Yeah, it doesn't happen that way. You know, it, but this is it, the politics, isn't it? You know, and, you know, people insist on being called all names. and You know, whatever. You know, it's only a name, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, it's Mike. You know, Mike to be friends. Mike to anyone that knows me. Mm-hmm. The only time I ever got Michael was when my mother used to come after me and <laughs> you had done something wrong then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my my mother would always call me Ronald. Yeah. Ronald J. Colick, yeah. get your button here. I in this house. You know, yeah, 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 you got it. So, anyway, um, I actually had a question for you and it slipped my mind because it was, it was kind of interesting. But anyway, uh, we were talking just before the break about knowing things, like you said, uh, uh, some things we, I guess we're really not supposed to know. And, and so well, well, let me touch on that. But, I mean, we get it, when you get your information, are you getting yeah. that through a spirit guide directly or does it come directly to you? That's a good question. Actually. One of like two ways that it happens normally is, is if, if when I go into a place and I never go in with prior knowledge if it's all possible i'm very right, really strict right. about that <clears throat> so what i'll do is i go into a place and the first thing i'll get is an, a feel about an energy and i know what i'm getting then is the residual energies that are there you know the what we call the videotape because mm-hmm. i'm sensitive to that energy <clears throat> then as i get into it and and then I'll, I'll, i will say to my guide what have we got here and you know, it can either come. Normally, when it's 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 a direct contact that I, I feel there's a person or a spirit there, and I can reach out to it. The friendlier ones, you can have like a you can just mentally throw a question out and get an answer back. The negative ones tend to be through the spirit guide with me. Really? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's more so like that because the, the friendlier ghosts are, I always find they're the, the spirits that are trapped, that are, uh, you know, who, 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 do you need closure? Do you need help? So the more prepared to sort of come up to you and say, look, I need, you know, I, I, I was, I was, I was, this was done to me here and all this. And, and, you know, you know, that you want to move on. The more negative energies, then, you know, these sort of, you say, normally a black shape or something, and then you say to your guide, you know, what's this here? You know, what's coming on? What's, what, what is it? Is it dangerous or do I need to watch myself? What did he want? And then they'll come back and say, <clears throat> avoid them, they're nasty. And then, you know, you'll, you'll get dates and places, names connected with that. And the times that's happened to me, it's normally always been some sort of, uh, well, Mackenzie's poltergeist. Um, right. I just got told, you know, lift your guilt and start running, get out. He said, don't stay here. And, and they were emphatic about that. But did you know that Mackenzie's poltergeist, um, a guy went in to do a, 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 um, oh, an exorcism. A, 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 a vicar went in to do an exorcism. Yeah. And that, he died just after. And he'd said all the way through the exorcism, this, he's going to kill me. And within a week he was dead. I actually heard that somewhere. I think, well, you yeah. know, the McKenzie uh, Poltergeist is in my new book, uh, Ghost of Day. And I remember doing the research, and, and I did see that. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. You can get that. You can Google that up, actually, <clears throat> on YouTube. 
you get on YouTube, it's, it's actually the actual uh, program that they did because it was actually filmed, and there was a, a a lady there who was from the local paper, and she was doing a report on it. And he filmed it, and he actually does look ill when he leaves. He looks okay when he goes in, but that I don't, you've never been to Edinburgh, no? No. Well, if you go in that graveyard, it's not just a graveyard, Ron. It's, it's different. There's, there's like carvings of dead babies and skulls, and it, it, it doesn't look like a happy grave. You know, a, a grave. Yeah, it's got that feeling to it. It's, it's, yeah. It looks so bad as well. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying, and in the Covenanters' prison, they've shut again because so many people are getting scratched, pushed, feeling sick, passing out that the council are frightened people are going to start suing them again. Because someone tried to sue them at one time, and they've said, "Look, you know, we're going to cancel the tours for a while till it settles down." Mm-hmm. I mean, if you come over there, you've got to go to those two places because if you've got any doubt about the existence of an afterlife, they're two places that will. That will Write that, you know, you will never believe that again. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think, well, you know, there are people who, no matter what happens to them, are not going to believe. I mean, and I think... Well, someone scratches you, and you feel like you're about to throw up all over the place, Mm -hmm. and you get a feeling of terror. I think most people... The only people who who wouldn't be worried or believing, then, I think think it's... uh, like we say, it's a checkup from the neck up time, isn't it? Well, I mean, they there are some people that, no matter what happens, they they'll always rationalize it away. And 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 I talked to Karen O'Keefe about that uh, when he was over here. In fact, and in fact, I think I talked about it on one of the shows. Is that even he has made when he was on Most Haunted that made the explanations that were more ridiculous than believing in the paranormal. I mean, even if you didn't believe it, the the, the thing was so ridiculous that it, it didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I always go back to what Einstein said. Discount all the, the, the points that it can't be. Mm-hmm. And you're left with one thing. No matter how ridiculous or far-fetched it is, that is the truth. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the way I've had to look at it. And I can't understand people that think... You know, I know people who... Who, who, who have gone into that graveyard thinking, and they're, they're quite arrogant about it, you know, like, um, oh, you're here, are you, Mackenzie? I don't, you know, I, they don't believe, so they'll be very brave and all that. Right, right. I've seen, I've seen these, the, the colour drain from their faces, and they're off. They're not going to stay. And funny enough, you know, it's a lot of American tourists get, get got at there. There's, um, they do a lot of tours to Scotland, um, you know, people who've got family there. And a lot of the American tourists have been scratched and and, and, and made to feel very unwell. And, and a lot of them have been sort of not really believers, but on-the-spot turnarounds. Right. There's a lot of places in England like that. Yeah, I, I think we have our, our own here as well, but uh, I, I think you, you get the edge on us, I really do. And, and perhaps it is because it, it is such a small landmass in the, the amount of death. And, I mean, there were a lot, a lot, a lot of battles, a lot of uh, yeah. prisons that people died in, yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of death over the centuries. Yeah, the centuries. It's not so much the death, is it? It's, we spent 2,000 years finding ways to kill people that were horrible. You know, and the punishment wasn't the fact that you were death. You were dead, sorry. The punishment was the way you died. Right. 
and 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 you know they come up with some gruesome ways, and no wonder people, you know, the 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 spirits hang around and try and get revenge for what happened to them. You know, uh, we, we, you know we've been we've been fighting for two thousand years. Mm-hmm. You know that. But America's got some places I really want to see. The Queen Mary, oh God, I'd love to see that play. Really? Yeah. See that? Now that's a, that's another another basically a paranormal tourist trap right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, so I mean, maybe you have the advantage being a psychic medium where you've been developed more. But yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering, you know, or, or maybe they, maybe you know, spirits get a, a kick out of uh, doing things. And there is one place I don't know if you could enlighten me on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's upstate New York. Um, you know, there's a cave, isn't it? The, the, the Satan's cave, the Devil's cave. Devil caves. Now I read about it. Someone thought I would like to see that place because. Oh yeah, uh, how caverns or I think it's yeah, called. something like that. Because um, our king, a year before, a year before he died. King George VI went there, and he died after it. Apparently, Kennedy had died, mm-hmm. had been up that way. Lincoln had been round there before he was assassinated. And, a lot, and a, 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 that's that's one kind so of... So what are you saying it. there, uh, Michael? Is uh, It's deadly if you go there? I've been there, you know. <laughs> have you? Yes, well, I have. I have to see it. Yeah, well, you know, I work on the motto, and my motto is, that's okay, the spirit can kill me. <laughs> the minute I'm dead, it's going to have major problems because I will be on that side then. You know, and 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 I, I want to see these places. I want to see what makes them so, you know, so feared by people. Is there something there? And we've got to push the boundaries. Yeah, I mean, you actually have a great cave system uh, in the UK that's it's, uh, supposedly haunted, and that is, of course, the Wookiee Caves. Yeah, we've got the Hellfire Caves as well. And the Hellfire Caves, which, yeah, the, now there's a place I would love to go. To me, the health, uh, health well, that, was, that was total debauchery. That was satanic, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely nasty. Yet there, I mean, there was so much. I mean, uh, so many prominent people associated with oh, yeah. those kids. Ben Franklin. Exactly. Ben Franklin was there. Benjamin yep. Franklin was. Yeah, but the other one is um, there's a place uh, just outside Killer Cree, just outside Dublin, the Black Cat of Killer Cree. They use cats as. Um, ceremonial uh, offerings and there's a black cat me and Richard were talking about going over and doing it but that's another hellfire place that was like another chapter of the hellfire club in Ireland hmm. and anyone that's had the hellfire club has had nothing but trouble since them days nothing but trouble so let me let me ask you this it, it, do you believe in for instance uh like a curse, for instance, oh, God, yeah. if 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 those, for instance, those gentlemen, and I'll use that term loosely, they're associated with the Hellfire Caves and or whatever. Let's not say the Hellfire. Any any you know ritual yeah. that was really dark and everything. I mean, can their descendants uh, be affected by what they did? Yeah, because I think I, I don't know if Richard ever. We've talked about this with Richard, and you know, you look at thought as a form of energy. Yeah. Right, exactly. Now, evil thought can be a curse, and you can take it on, but that thought also is like every human being, I believe, has ancestral memory. You know? Right. 
Have you ever heard the, the stories we're talking about that within our genes we have memories of, of, of cavemen and all the past? It's very possible. I don't see yeah. why There's a lot of talk about it over there. And I yeah. believe that's a possibility that that bad energy can be passed down through the children. And although, you know, it may not be a, quote, the true sense of a curse, that negative energy is always around that place and those people. We, we already know that a lot of the diseases and things that happen to us are the results of genes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, going the so next step, it, it's not, well. it, right, it's going the next step. It, it's not hard to take that one step further and saying, okay, then also... You know, energies that were associated with a uh, past person is also in the genes or carried through the genes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, when you case a family line, which you see a lot of in English history, right. then, you know, are they carrying that energy with them through? And it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think that's a lot of it, a lot of cases. I mean, anyone, that's why I'm always careful. When someone has a go at me, I never think, I never try to think bad of them. Because I'm aware of the fact that, it, that, that you can think bad about somebody. And that, just that negative thought can cause trouble. And whatever you do, I believe, does come back to you. So I'm going to try and keep myself clean by, you know, someone does something wrong to me, whatever. You know, try and take that attitude. Doesn't it? It's not going to hurt me anymore. It hurt me at first. Let it go, because I believe that that energy can attach itself. You know, and I think that's a lot of Romanese traditions in the world of 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 of, of used that in the past. Remember the old gypsy curse, right? And it was just a way of throwing that little bit of bad energy at people. Yeah, it makes sense. Now, I have an interesting uh, show I'm doing tomorrow night on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I will be, uh, I will have with me uh, Pancho, who is a crystal, one of the crystal skulls. Mm. Mm. So I am going to be actually interviewing Pancho, which will be interesting itself. Of course, we're doing not, the skull's not going to talk. Directly, I don't think. Maybe I don't know. We'll find well, you out. Say, have you ever seen the crystal skull before? I have seen some crystal skulls. I worked with a medium called uh, uh, what was Jane Doherty, who has uh, a couple of the crystal skulls. Not the the ancient. One. I believe she has one of the older ones. But do a little bit of do a little bit of what do you call it? Just hold on to that skull. And mm-hmm. feel it. Because you see the size of that crystal that skull is. Right. A, ti- a tiny piece of crystals in your watch. Isn't it? In your, 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 you know, we've all got these little crystals in our watches that, that provide it with the yeah. pulse. And those, I've, I've felt those skulls and, <clears throat> you know, that's psychometry on it. If you can really get yourself into a position that. <clears throat> You know, the, you can get yourself into a, a higher level of, you know, like sort of a, a conscious level and really hold it and feel it. Mm-hmm. You can, that, they pulse away. They are, they are heavy stuff. Really? Because, I mean, I, I will have, I, yeah. I understand I will have the opportunity to do that. So, uh, it, it's kind of interesting, uh, you know, that I would have, 
some type of an experience from it, I, I will definitely well, have to I, report I, back. If you, if you can do that, you will you will definitely get an experience. It's like whenever you buy a crystal, never buy a never buy a, a polished one that you see in the. I always buy the, a big lump of amethyst, mm-hmm. and and I can feel that pulsating. Or, you know, I always keep a piece of amethyst on me. Right. For the energy of it, but and I, but those crystal skulls, I, I felt one of them, and I. I so, totally so you you believe you believe in the the, the power of uh, crystals then? Oh, of course, we're sitting on a big one, aren't we? And it's providing us with light, heat. You know, right? Science has told us that this, that, and the other works. Now, science told us that electricity flows from negative to pos- positive to negative. It's wrong. Electricity flows from negative to positive. But they didn't have to change the books because it's still the theory works in reverse. And it's like ley lines. You get a lot of poo-pooing about ley lines. Right. But you look at these places, they're all on ley lines. The most haunted town in England is supposed to be York, not Derby. You'll kill me for saying that. But that's on two ley lines. Glastonbury's on a ley line. Um, Stonehenge is on ley lines. All the big cathedrals in England are on ley lines. Mm-hmm. So someone was tapping into that energy, and I'm a great believer in that the earth has got its own form of energy. Right. I, I, isn't, isn't that the, uh, the, the the Masons have also supposedly built their things on ley lines as well? Or? Yes, and it's certain, and, and they've actually built them north to south or pointing to Jerusalem. Right, right. They always built it to the same way on a ley line to pick up the energy. And if you look at the, if you can get a map, I, there's, there's some on Google where I've got a ley line map, and a lot of them pass through Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. You know? But you look at them as they travel the world, amazing the places that they cover, where anything big has happened, it seems to be on a ley line. Right. I mean, even even here in uh, the United States, uh, the old manse, which is was the home of uh, Hawthorne and uh, uh, was right where the North Bridge is, uh, is on the edge of the property, but there was also a... Um, a ley line that runs through there in a stone, and they used to go there and sit on the, the stone, the uh, Emerson yeah. and, and Hawthorne and, and those guys, and, and they that would act, they thought that was really, you know, gave them energy and, and uh, yeah. gave them clearer thought and a lot of other things. Well, look at one of the biggest places in the, in the state for, for energy like that is, is uh, Sedona. Really? And that's on a ley line. Yeah, that's in a huge ley line. <laughs> yeah, you know, but what well, I believe a ley line is like the world's nervous system. It's where the where the the energy flows down. And for some reason that we've forgotten due to science that in the past people were more aware of tapping into that energy, mm-hmm. and they did it for better purposes. Now, now I, re- I remember having on the show uh, a gentleman, and I think he just recently passed away, and he did a lot of research on ley lines. I wish I could remember his name, though. Uh, he just passed uh, probably about six months ago, maybe. Uh, what was his name? It's one of your fellow countrymen. Uh, English. Um, not, can't think of it. Richard would know in a minute. But, yeah, um, I don't know what you're talking about now. Oh, uh, well, but anyway, he did, what? you're psychic. You're supposed to know. <laughs> I'm bossing to go get hammered. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I know he did a lot of research on uh, ley lines and, and uh, how uh, 
energy travels uh, even through the air and so forth, uh, certain yeah. magnetic fields and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a place called Avesbury down south. If you come over, that's another place you've got to go to, where it's the only village in England or the world, I think, that's built with inside the stone circle. The whole village? Yeah, the whole village is a massive... Now, the pub in the middle, the red line, is haunted as hell. So, obviously, I, I, I'm a great believer that that is haunted because they, they, whatever spirits there have got energy on tap. On but tap. people have walked into that stone circle... And it's like a time slip. They've, they've been taken back to fairs of old, where they used to have fairs in, inside the stone circle. But the energy you walk, you, 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 the minute you enter that circle within the village, it's like being in a bubble. You know, and it's like nothing can hurt you. You, know, you just feel so calm and cool and relaxed, and you don't want to leave. So let me ask you then on, on the other option, are there places that you walk into that you can't wait to get the hell out of? And, oh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, what, I mean, what, what causes that? Well, let's say, for instance, whoever builds on a ley line, it's like electricity, okay? You can put a relay in electricity, can't you? Right. Right. And the electricity will flow through nicely. It'll carry on. But if you just put the two wires together, don't insulate it. Then you're going to get you're going to get problems, aren't you? Absolutely. And I think that's the same when they've built places on these ley lines, and especially nowadays where it's all the buildings are all steel framed. That's true. You're 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 sort of shorting out the ley line then, and that's where you get problems. And I think that's the case with a lot of houses in England. We build our houses with brick and steel. So a lot of people say, "Oh, we've got a poltergeist." And I always think, hang on, is there a ley line around here? Have they built onto that ley line? Have they put, it's basically, have they put the screwdriver into the electric cable? Mm-hmm. And what they're getting, is that, is that because of the way they've done what they've done when they built the house? Because we don't look at ley lines anymore for building. The old masons, the old masters used to, they all were yep. built within a certain parameter. And, you know, if you said to them, build it the other way around, they wouldn't have it because they say, no, you'll have trouble there. Right. I mean, that's that's similar to the Chinese and their feng shui. A lot yeah, of the, exactly. they, build, they build a lot of their buildings according to uh, uh, feng shui. It's all about energy flow, isn't it? Yeah, what you, absolutely. You, you, the chi, you don't, yeah. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't buy a water pipe and then stick a cork in it. You know, and I think that's what we're doing. I think that's why a lot of the buildings, you get sick building syndrome. We we we, we call it sick building syndrome here. Right. I used to work, um, I used to work in uh, a place that had sick building. I used to hate going into that building. It was so oppressive. It was so horrible. It was a beautiful building. It was nicely built. It had just been built. It was perfect. It had everything. It had, you know, cafe, restaurants. It had the offices. But no one liked it. And... It, you know, the sick building syndrome. They built it in the wrong place at the wrong angle, and it's causing the energy that's coming through has become negative because of, you know, the way it's been constructed. Right. I mean, I always bring up this example. There's a, uh, a tall building in Chicago, and of course, and with my memory, I can never remember the name of it. But uh, 
it's this building where all kinds of weird stuff goes on. You know, Spook Central, it's pretty much like on Ghostbusters. Uh, There have been suicides from the buildings where people have jumped from the upper floors, yet none of the windows open. They just, somehow the glass turns into, uh, you know, no barrier, and they can just jump. I mean, it's it's weird stuff. I think a lot of railway lines are like that as well. Really? I have not heard that. I think you get a lot of railway ghosts. I do a lot of studying, and I'm always looking at what, you know why and how and what for. You see a lot of railway ghosts. I mean, as the steel rails cutting through a ley line, are they taking the energy? And you know, even though the railway line may not be may be disused, is there some mm-hmm. form of energy running down that line? Yeah, we travel, right? Yeah, it's, it's bringing back past memories. Yeah, uh, my good friend uh, uh, Mark Nesbeth from uh, Gettysburg, and uh, last time we were out there, in fact, with Richard, we got to uh, investigate the engine house out there, and, and that was one oh. of the things, is that the the energy That's was flowing. And, and let me, I mean, this is pretty phenomenal. I was, we were out there, and I was interviewing the uh, uh, manager of the place on, on camera. Okay, so we're sitting here, we're talking, standing and talking, and in the back, all of a sudden, we hear this huge noise. I mean, a bang that you can't believe. I mean, I, I stop what I'm doing. I come running because I, I heard it and everything else. But yet, that noise was never captured on camera. And it, right. it just blows my mind. That thing was deafening. I it's mean, you, 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 you can see me react to it and everything else. But yeah, but, but he, I, I, Mark I believes really the energy definitely travels through, yeah. the, through that. We have, we, in Liverpool, we have a thing called the Mersey Tunnels. And 800 foot underground, we had the railway tunnel under the river. And I used to work on that. And the nights we've been working there, and we've heard footsteps coming along the lines. And, you know, again, it, it, it's, it's the energy in those rails that are causing that, I think, because it's picking, it's picking up, you know, it, it's providing spirit or what the, the, the videotape, whatever it is, with that bit of energy just to kick into action. And the times we've moved out the way to allow a train by, and then someone said, isn't this a train? So we'll be just there. You know, it, 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 and I, I, I'm looking at railway lines as one of a, a little project to see, you know, why is it because the, the steel rail is, is, is carrying the energy and, and supplying it? I, I kind of think that would, would make sense. And in fact, a lot of them, I, uh, they actually supply energy to lines as well. Yeah. The third rail, yeah, the electric yeah. rail. You know, because, you know, it, I've never seen anyone put a, an EMF meter on the railway line that's disused yet, and that's one thing I need to do. Oh, yeah, I would imagine that would go off the scale, basically. Mm. But anyways, can you believe we're out of time there, uh, well, no. Michael? I enjoy me Tuesday nights listening to you and talking to everyone and, you know, talking to, uh, you know, Viking and John and Ghost Girl and Lyndon on the, uh, the chat line. Well, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Hey, anytime, and, uh, anytime. And, and I when you get to England, you've got to you let me take you down to York. Yeah, I just got to get over there. That's it. I just, yeah. it's got to be, well, I got to manifest it. That's all there is to it. Well, we were the city in 6 AD. So, anyway. Um, anything else? Do you have a website or anything you want to uh, yeah, mention? If anyone wants to contact me, and I hope they do, from all the sites that listen in, uh, it's Mike, Mike, Michael Totty at thehotmail.com. I'm getting the website up, but anyone that sends me uh, an email on michaeltotty at hotmail.com will definitely get an answer. 
and I'll send you the photograph. I don't know if Richard's listening, but he got a photograph of Richard with a light going through him and his eyes lighting up red. Really? Yeah. You gotta get your website. Anyways, time to wrap it up, Michael. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a and pleasure. Everybody, have a good night. God bless everyone. The chat line. From goalies to ghosties, long leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 